2 Peter 1, 5-13. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they will keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them, are established in the truth that you have, I think it right, as long as I'm in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder. Welcome to the Bridgeway Christian Church Daily Advent Devotional. My name is Lance Hahn, and I serve as a senior pastor at Bridgeway. Love is a tricky thing. Sometimes love just shows up in our hearts, and we didn't do a thing, and I think about how I felt about Susie when we first started dating, or each time I saw my daughter born. Those feelings of overwhelming love just happened. I didn't have to work for it. I didn't have to think about it. It was a secondary reaction. I don't think I could have stopped if I tried. But sometimes, love doesn't arise quite so easily. I've heard my whole ministry career, people telling me that they no longer love a person they once did. Now, in retrospect, I think each of them were only focusing on the infatuation and the warm, fuzzy part of it, the part that shows up without work. But when the Bible talks about love, it spans the gamut. It talks about love that was sudden and shocking. It talks about love that was loyal and faithful in hard times. It talks about love that was stirred up and cultivated. And that last type of love is what I want to talk about this Advent season. The title of my devotional is Let Love Arise. The Bible calls us to love other people with the love that we have received from God. In other words, God filled us up with love so we should be able to pour it out on other people. It's kind of like my daughters being so loving towards other people in their lives today. It's relatively natural for them to be that way. They've been extremely loved by Susie and I. Their hearts are full. Our family is constant in our encouragement and affirmation and demonstration of love. They're not lacking, but that's how God is with us and even better. But my daughters will come up against some folks in their lives that aren't easy to love. In fact, they might be downright difficult to love. They may have seasons where they're struggling personally and they don't feel very full of love, so they don't want to give out very much. They may feel down. They may feel selfish at times, and loving someone difficult is the last thing they want to do. You see, the problem is not that their parents stopped loving them. The problem isn't that they don't have a reservoir to pull from. The problem is that they got out of the habit of stirring up love it stopped bubbling up because the faucet got turned off. Did you know that can happen? Did you know that there are things that keep the faucet of love flowing and things that turn it off? Did you know that there are actual practical behaviors that we can do to turn it back on again? There are. 
So much of our life is about perception, how we see things. Whether something is scary or not really doesn't tend to follow reality as much as it tracks on perspective. Give me an example. I walk our little dog, Bella, King Charles Cavalier, super little dog, almost daily around our neighborhood. And she prances around her little puppy cut groomed look, and she'd sooner lick you to death than bite you. But in our neighborhood, we have a lot of people from India that have recently come over. And they have a very, very different reaction to that dog. Some of them move as far away as they possibly can from the little dog in fear, which seems so odd to me. But then I realize where they came from. Street dogs carry disease and they weren't very nice. A lot of them were vicious and you avoid them. Once that's burned into your mind, it's hard to forget. In the same way, our perspective of love, of loving other people, sometimes gets wounded, right? It can get distracted. The love from God can be taken for granted. It's in these times that we're called to let love arise. That means do the proper things to let it flow again. It's down there in your heart, provided and filled up by God. We just need to let it come to the surface once again. The love feels stuck, resistant, tired. But God's word says that Peter, knowing that was human nature, knew that as a pastor, he needed to stir up love in people. He needed to remind his flock that love matters. He needed to get their focus off themselves, off what they lacked, and onto the greatness and love of God. He knew it was a process, so he laid it out as carefully and simply as he could. He said it almost like a recipe. Well, let's begin a little bit with faith. What do we believe? That God is real and active, that he loves us and he saved us. Okay, great. What does that mean next? Virtue. All right, so we do something about it. We're transformed by that reality. What we know changes our perspective and we want to start living like it's true. We start doing good and godly things. So what's next? Well, we need to get some knowledge in us. We need to consider deeply the things of God through his word and allow it to shape us. The Bible calls it being renewed in our minds. Then what do we add? We start utilizing self-control. We take control of our minds and our hearts, and we don't just let them wander wherever they want to go. We bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, and we start to intentionally shape our interior. We add to that steadfastness because sometimes we won't want to do it. Sometimes we'll be tempted to give up for a day or two. We're going to grow tired of taking the high road. We're going to become lax on what we dwell on. So in order to battle that, we have to be determined, intentional, and strong. We are faithful to who and what we are. So we need some godliness. Add that in the mix. Godliness is all the stuff God is and does. We need to elevate outside this simply temporal existence and get our head into the heavens and operate from that more pure place. Then we add in what? Brotherly affection, he said. That means we start caring actively for others and letting it stir up in us a feeling for other people. It means we spend time with them. We get to know them. We intertwine our lives with them, and they become our dear friends. And only at the end of all of that do we see the arising of love. It's not enough to stop with affection. Affection comes and goes, but love endures. Love means that regardless of how you feel, you will do what's best for another person. That's godly love. It's love because. It's love without strings. It's love, period. In this season, may we do the right things 
to turn on that faucet of love from God through our hearts. May we usher in the affection for God and in for other people. May we stir up in our spirits a longing that others be okay. May we let love arise.